0: There's those drums that we wait for, Paul, and in the uh, intro music before we can start. Hi, good to see you. Um, hi, good to see you too. Uh, happy September, happy post Labor Day.
1: Uh, yeah, baby, it's here. How's it? How's it feel up there?
0: And I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you how it feels. Two days ago, Tuesday, it was ninety-eight degrees. Wow. Yesterday, Wednesday, it was sixty-eight degrees. <laughs> for the high, not Nine, for the low. 90.
1: 98,
0: 98 to 68, a 30 degree decrease, um, you know, after labor day. So it's like summer ends baby. And then we got one extra day and then that's it. It's like some, you know, some middle manager came in and shut down the party and said, everybody, <laughs> everybody back to work.
1: <laughs> wow. I, I knew there was a heat wave across. See the Southeast is just somehow, I don't know the details, but insulated from this and 98 was the high in Atlanta this year
0: the high in atlanta
1: which is a pretty normal high
0: like the hottest day it was in atlanta was 98.
1: we didn't hit triple digits well just and 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 and, you know 98 as a high for the summer is is normal here and has been for decades you know we've we've always had a few hot days of the year um certainly it's it's higher than average but it happens Really, really every oh, summer. Oh, for sure. But, for
0: sure. Yeah. We, but, we had 100 degree days here in the Midwest, in Minneapolis, as in Milwaukee, it was 101 like a week ago.
1: Yeah. I mean, here, seriously, living here for the last 15 years, you would not, other than the fact that we oh. haven't had as many super cold days, like zero degree days, that that used to happen here once every couple of years. We'd have sure. a, a week down in the single digits, Wow, uh, but that hasn't, that hasn't really happened. Hmm. That's the only thing I can point to here in the Southeast that that makes me think that something weird is going on.
0: Well, today I look out the window, it's going to be cloudy and I don't know, 70, 72 fall. Fall weather is here already.
1: That sounds that sounds really good.
0: (laughs) That sounds lovely. Hey, for those who don't know, I'm Doug Padgett in Minneapolis. This is Paul Wallace in, uh, you know, snuggled just outside of Atlanta for those that don't know that that don't know the the Decatur places of Georgia. Yep. Uh, and Paul is an astrophysicist, a professor, so we have to talk about that because you're back to school. Oh, uh, baby. Author, pastor, uh, husband, friend, uh, and avid birder. And Paul, last Fruit. time we talked a few weeks ago, you were saying you were going to go to every county in Georgia and 100, see...
1: 159 of them.
0: And see a bird.
1: Well, no, no, actually, I'm not just driving through. I'm actually... Uh, the rule, I got a rule rules I spend at least an hour, like deliberately burning on purpose, Mark, you know, oh. but so far my shortest time has been two and a half hours. So,
0: okay. So, uh, so you've set up a set of conditions for your, uh, what was it? Yeah. One hundred and I know you just said the number 101,
1: 159,
0: 159, 159
1: counties. It's crazy.
0: Well, first of all, you know, why I, are they dividing Georgia up into so many counties? Well, Does it I, really I th- take this do, many counties? Do you know what
1: I think it is? Do you know what I think it is? I, I think it's just the old sort of uh, conservative reactionary kind of like, well, you know, you don't like the way we do it. We don't like the way you do it. We're going to split up. I mean, if you look at the history, I see. It's basically a history of counties getting smaller. I think it's these little arguments of, you know,
0: more local Within
1: county, yeah. and, and then they just split up because they just don't want to deal with each other. It's like, you know, local, local government, you know,
0: maybe, I think that's basically it. Maybe that's now where there's a law. Maybe that's where right. congressional representative from Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Greene suggests that we should have a national divorce and separate the country into two different groups. Those are, which exactly. is what we had, it was called a civil war. And right. then we decided not to go down that path. Wow.
1: Can Don't you, you hear, hear
0: that? Yeah, what you got going on over there? You got garbage disposal that just...
1: No, I got my window open because it's kind of oh. nice today, and oh, the guys I see. coming around with the with the weed yeah. whacker. Yeah, guys,
0: guys coming around. Well, uh, hey, I'll just mention that uh, that Mike here on the on the live stream over on our YouTube channel, our preferred place for anybody watching this later. By the way, uh, says good morning, Paul and Doug, and yes, uh, we're back and we're on schedule. Thank you for noticing. Uh, Mike, that sometimes we start Thursdays uh, at, you know, what I call 8 a.m. Paul calls 9 a.m. Mike, I believe where you live, you might call 6 a.m. And there's even some people in the middle of this country who call it 7 a.m. Turns out 14 hours ahead of here in Japan, they would call it 10 p.m. And I only know that, Paul, because I looked up some stories about the moon and saw Japan and Found out what time it was in Japan when I had to. <laughs> I have to say it very quietly, I had to ask Siri what. um, Oh,
1: what time it was. What, what time
0: it was in Japan? Yeah. Well, I think there might only be one time zone, but I don't know that. Uh, it's, I should have I said. I
1: suspect there is only one in Japan. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so. Now, if that were Georgia, they would divide that sucker up into 11, 12 different time zones. Eleven or twelve just, different just, time just zones. The, right. Right. Uh, all right. Hey, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about the moon and and sky and what it means to be common gooders here on Earth. Uh, but how's school going? As a professor, are, are you fully back in now? All the students have moved, yeah, moved down I'm, to campus? I'm
1: fully, I'm fully back in, and it's extra deep this year because uh, I'm the chair of the department this time.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The chairman, too? Me,
1: yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a service opportunity. Let's put it that way. Um, so I'm doing that uh, for the first time, and I'm going up for a promotion, which is all my stuff is due next week. Uh, and it's a big pile of stuff I'd, I'd and, or hiring somebody in the department.
0: What, what more accomplishments can one person rack up in life? Paul, it's unbelievable. (laughs) I I mean, (laughs) (laughs) chairman, you got that fancy new office that we looked at. You literally have an observatory like above your head, right? Isn't it right right above you? Yeah, it's right, right up there. Yeah. And with that fancy office and observatory? Did you have to become the chair? Was that like part of the deal? No, they tell it's you? because
1: we have, a, we, have a, we have a retirement in the department, basically, mm-hmm. and Amy had been chair, and might I say, she did a fantastic job. And um, but now she's leaving, and I'm the senior person now. I've been here for 12 years, okay. um, and I'm the senior person. So it just I didn't go seeking this uh, particular glory. Yeah, just put you. it that way. Got you you <laughs> just have
0: to do it. <laughs> but it, it,
1: I, I just, I, I just have to do it. you are like,
0: Paul, um, you have shirked this responsibility yeah, for you know the better part of a yeah, decade. This is,
1: this, this is not like the president of the United States, where people are line up, you know, eager to you know mm-hmm. take the reins of power. Believe me, it's 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 truly, it really isn't a small department like this. To be completely honest, it really is just a a service. You know, it's yeah. it's, a, it's just a service thing. Um, uh, the word chair makes everybody think that you know. I have some sort of uh, Yeah, it does. That's why we my, use it. The- as if people stand up when I walk in the room or something, you know. Um, <laughs> well, uh, it's not like that.
0: Well, um, you know I would. But I'm
1: I'm ha- I'm happy to do it, but it's just it's just a pretty steep learning curve. So now, how's I, I feel the- like I feel like I've got all this administrative stuff to do and occasionally I get to teach students.
0: Hey, how's the, how's the vibe with those students? Now, these are, we're now into a full uh, school year back in session since COVID stuff. So like there was a COVID year or two of incoming college students.
1: Yeah. Um, How are these,
0: these, are they more educated now than they were a couple of years ago when they had to sit at home and watch zoom meetings? (laughs) You You
1: know, it's, it's interesting because the, the, population of students I teach, I never teach first years. Okay. Never. And I very rarely teach sophomores. Wow. But I, I teach a sort of an odd group of students, uh, non-traditional students uh, who are most really adults, uh, you know, okay. age 22 and up. Oh. Uh, and, and, and then I teach physics majors who are in the courses I teach are sort of junior, senior level courses. So I don't I don't really have a sense of what this new class is like. Cause I never, I, I never get exposed to them.
0: Okay. Do you, do you even smile at them? Acknowledge them when you're walking <laughs> by them on campus? Do you, or do you just, just look right um, through them like a Bruce Springsteen? No,
1: Lark? no. You sort of notice them because I mean, they, they're either, yeah, you sort of know who they are and you, <laughs> you know, I try to be nice to them. <laughs> um, dining halls when I see most of them. Because I eat in the dining hall, they have this really great subsidized lunch deal for faculty in the dining halls three dollars oh. for lunch every day. So, so you have to, to, to you have to tolerate
0: freshmen uh, at least to get a, a value lunch.
1: That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: As 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 chairman of departments would would only do, you know, they would only and be and, and they all don't all
1: call the them college. freshmen here, first years because it's, it's women's college. They women's call college. them they call them they call them first years. Yeah,
0: wow. Yeah, there is a gender word in there, isn't there?
1: Yeah, freshman, freshman. Yeah, I think they just made it simple and just decided to call them first years.
0: Huh? What else do they do around there? To, because it's a, it's a all women's college.
1: Well, there's no football. Uh, it's wow. really kind of a nerdy school. I mean, we have we have athletics. It's you know NCAA uh, Division three. Yeah. But it's really not emphasized. I mean, mostly the students who play on the teams are just students who loved playing in high school and wanted to keep playing.
0: Sure, yeah.
1: Yeah. They were were standouts in high school and wanted to keep playing, but weren't going to be. You know, weren't going to go on to. What's the mascot?
0: What's the mascot there of Saint Agnes?
1: (laughs) Well, it's uh, Agnes Scott. Agnes Scott. I know. I do call it Saint Agnes all the time. I know. It's it's it's
0: unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, so you wouldn't mind changing the name, that would really make it easier on a few of us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we call it Agnes. That's what we call it. Like, I'm going to Agnes. uh, Welcome to Agnes. It goes by the first name. um, That's sort of the colloquial way of of referring to it. But it's Agnes Scott, so it's the Scotties. Oh, the Scotties. Little Scott, yeah. Little
0: dog? Little Little dog. Like a a handkerchief around the neck? The whole thing? Exactly. Exactly.
1: You got it. Very threatening.
0: Hey, Paul, talking about the sky and talking about mascots is just the perfect setup for this fantastic little story. And, (laughs) and, you know, you and I are big fans of headlines. And this one just had me giggling uh, because it says asteroid the size of 81 bulldogs to pass Earth on Wednesday. That was yesterday. An 81 bulldog sized uh, asteroid passed the Earth.
1: You know what was the last one we had? It
0: was camels. It was, like it was camels. The, yeah.
1: I I with with the camels one, it was like the size of the length of so many camels. Yes. I, I felt like somebody was just kind of getting punchy one day, but now I think this is somebody's doing this on purpose.
0: Well, I'm beginning to think because remember when the camels, I'm sliding this image down now for people that are watching this online. Yeah. There was something to do with Jerusalem or the Middle East or something as to why they used camels as a as a size reference. Ah, well, and this little go. story comes from the Jerusalem Post, which I sure hope we all subscribe to, from the Jerusalem Post, uh, that uh, they're going to compare the size of an asteroid to bulldogs. <laughs> well, and, I,
1: and was the last one from J- the Jerusalem Post? It, there was
0: something about... Th- that whole situation of measurement and what animals are used, you know, we would use horses for a lot of things, and there's something about it being—somehow we got to the bottom of it. I don't remember the details. Maybe Mike does, is one of the frequent viewers of this, this episode. Maybe— uh, it has something to do with that. But it sort of reminded me when I saw this in the Jerusalem Post. But it has a reference to Georgia Bulldogs, and I, not, the mascot of Georgia. So maybe it was something to do with, with Georgia. But just, I, it caught me a giggle. I'll tell you that. Well, of course. That, I think uh, that's
1: just part of 81 the... 81 uh, Bulldogs. <laughs> I mean, that's not really all that big. Um, you could easily fit 81 Bulldogs in my office here with lots of space to, you know, an average-sized room, right? You could put a lot of... 81 bulldogs with a lot of room to spare.
0: It seems like big for a rock flying through the, the earth, but I guess for asteroid size that would, I mean, if that hits a city, that's gonna cause a little bit of, are you thinking it's, it would, it's small enough, it would just break up, our atmosphere's tough it would enough. Mostly,
1: it would mostly break up, something that size would mostly break up and Not you'd right. have small small rocks hit the earth. And, and those little small rocks are moving fast enough to do some damage, but I think something that size would, would mostly break up.
0: Well, it does encourage me to recommit to using um, massive numbers of animals as size references for things.
1: <laughs> Not eighty bulldogs.
0: Yeah, eighty one. Eighty one. Eighty one. Bulldog. Average bulldogs. Average. I guess average size bulldogs.
1: I, they're going with the, with, the, with the standard issue bulldog. I think here. I'm thinking.
0: I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't think they're going for the mini bulls or whatever they call them. What what, what, are, what are the little bulldogs called? Well, you know, look. Science people, space people, especially sky space people, always have to come up with something that f- helps people connect to the story of the sky, right? That's I mean, right.
1: Cause it's so remote and sort of, abs- you know, it's just it doesn't connect with average everyday life.
0: Right. Know? It's bleak like the human heart up there and just, just dark and dark and profoundly empty. <laughs> I'm going to have to remember that Full of
1: bleak <laughs> like the human heart.
0: <laughs> yeah. You start that with those, uh, with those advanced students saying things like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Thanks for being here, and glad we're going to study something as bleak as the human heart. That is space. Welcoming. In the absence of all things. All right, Make so uh, one of our frequent listeners, Brandon, sent this, this message to me, and it's an article from the New York Times, an opinion piece, granted, but from the New York Times, that says, The story of our universe may be starting to unravel. And then Brandon writes... Dang, the Big Bang was wrong, maybe, sorta. And then he asked this question. I could only get through half of this article, but it sounds interesting. Has the vote common good astrophysicist talked about that yet? Now, he treats you like a freshman where he doesn't even use your name. <laughs> <laughs> like a freshman at Agnes Scott. Uh, I
1: was kind of happy to be referred to as the VCG. I was actually kind of pleased with that reference. Yeah,
0: well, as, as you are, yes. It's just another one of your uh, of your great accomplishments and I'll put, and, it, on, and I'll put it on
1: my uh, on my, uh, my CV when I go up for this promotion. I'll
0: so, yeah. uh, please e- do. E- e- G, I- uh, because, look, if we need to match that promotion to keep you here, we will match that promotion. You just let me know what promotion you need. And uh, <laughs> like that episode of Cheers where you get to pick your own title, Paul. You can you yeah. do anything yeah, you want around right. right here. All uh, right. All right. So here's what he's getting at. Uh, and this has been some news. There was another news story about this saying we're overplaying what f- what we don't know about you know space. It's being overplayed but I just want to recount it again for the avid listeners like Brandon and others who are begging to know what the vocum and good astrophysicist thinks about this. And that is, is our basic understanding of how the cosmos came into being called into question because some of the new data that's coming from the Webb telescope is telling us things that don't match the standard model for the Big Bang. So let us know again, Paul, (laughs) how have we been lied to? (laughs)
1: That's right. It's all a put on somewhere. Somebody's laughing. Um, So I I have not actually read this story in detail, but I suspect I know what's behind it. Um, And that is that some data that's coming from the web telescope challenges some aspects of our standard big bang theory. Okay. Uh, That's kind of what astronomers actually kind of dream of is this kind of thing. Um, hmm. uh, they like, the, we like it when our ideas get challenged, because that means that there's something new going on that we get to go figure out. Hmm. It's like a whole new puzzle to solve. Right. So, so, uh, people are not believe me at this point in despair that our beloved theory, the big bang is wrong. My suspicion is that, uh, the overall sort of broad strokes of the big bang are going to be with us for centuries that it's not going to go away the overall, but the deep, some of the details of it may, um, may be challenged. And I think in this case, it's, I believe it's still connected to those observations of galaxies forming very early in the history, yeah. history of the universe. Does that, is that? Yeah, right?
0: that's, that's a, I, look, I, and this is a New York times particular piece. This articles are roaming around lots of different websites. I went, you know, clicked on the link, went to the New York times. And then it told me that I had to pay them to be there, but then exactly. made an offer made an offer. You can't refuse like a New Yorker oh, one of like those a, offers. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a, like a failed casino owner, New York uh, right. real estate magnet would call Ukraine president and say, you need to do us a favor first. And that they said $4, $4 uh, for four months. Or $4 for each of four months or something. Anyway, for four bucks, I get four, four months worth of the New York did Times. You did you buy
1: Did you buy I did.
0: I did. Yeah. 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 For $4. Yeah. I, I literally did the thing people do when they're like making a calculation. How many bulldogs could you feed with $4? You, you know, that kind of thing where you're like, what, what? what is $4 equivalent to, you know? Uh, at least I yeah. do that in my brain a lot about this kind of stuff. I thought, yeah. okay, it's worth it to get a few articles. And and I'm tired of people sending me articles that are great. And then I click on them, and then the New York Times tells me, hold up a second, fella. You can't just read these.
1: Believe me, I know the feeling. Yeah. And I thought our college had a, like a institutional subscription.
0: Oh, probably.
1: And that anybody coming from one of the, you know, addresses here would get in. Oh, but that's not, that's not true. It's not I true. It. Well, there, there may be a password or I don't know, but.
0: Well, as the chairman of a department, I think <laughs> someone knows how to get to the bottom <laughs> of this, this little, uh, this little endeavor. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so I read the article and one of the, yep. one of the pieces of it is this thing where it says, look, what we used to think about the order in which things processed from the bang. Would with the information we now have, and here's a nice illustration they used. It would be like seeing a picture of a grandparent with a grandchild, but the grandparent is the child's age. So they're kind of saying right. like things are not happening. Like right. you, you, we needed more time for that thing to have right. produced that thing.
1: Right. That that's a nice uh, analogy. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So these older these galaxies shouldn't have existed that early. Yes. Is 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 basically the, the the point. And so uh the article a few weeks ago was suggesting that maybe the universe is like maybe twice as old as we thought or something, something like, like that. Something like that. Yep. Yep. So um which so. I still can't quite see how that fits in with other things, but um so what's happening here is uh the big bang wouldn't be wrong so much as maybe incomplete.
0: Okay. To the the timing but I mean, this is a good point. A lot of us were uh, instructed in school. Look, here's how it happened, right? And that's it, you know. And then you went over to the, you know, the other class where they told you how to make a, a table in wood shop, and you went to history and they told you how it happened, and you know, you went to health class and they told you right. how babies are made, what? and all those things are just like what you're getting <laughs> in junior high, you know. That's all mix up. Just the way the world is. And then people start being like, is that really how you make a table? Is that really what happened in history? Is that really how the bang, the cosmos got yeah. here? Uh, yeah. Mike in the, in the chat says he's always had doubts about the big bang because it discounts organic renewal in evolution, which I, I'd be interested. Mike, feel free to write more about that. love to yes. know what you're, what you're getting at there. Um, so he's not discounting it as uh, I don't. I discount the Big Bang because the Book of Genesis tells me such and such, or my religious tradition taught me this. Which a lot of people have a problem with the Big Bang for that reason. Sure. Uh, but others are like, no, nah, other stuff we seem to know about about change and all that. I don't know. It like uh, messes people. So the Big Bang, while it's very common in our parlance, does sit in a funny place for people, doesn't it? Like
1: it does because. It's one of these situations where you kind of have to just trust people.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, uh, because you don't know the evidence. It's, it's like when people tell you that the earth is moving. We've talked yeah. about this. I mean, yeah. what what evidence do you have, Doug Paget, or anybody listening, like of your own, that the earth is in motion? And the Good answer point. is you really don't have any. Yep. You just trust the people who told you that when you were in fourth grade.
0: Yes. Um, yes, you
1: know, and so you kind of have to just believe it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and 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 the truth is, is when you start looking, you know, for the Earth's motion, the evidence is just absolutely overwhelming. There's this, you know, the the alternate theories you'd have to come up with to explain the data that we have are so ridiculous and so contrived. Yes, um, that we just don't, we just discount them.
0: That's great. And
1: that's great. That, that's more or less, the, more or less the same case for the Big Bang. Hmm. Um, but there's some, there's more looseness in it, a yeah. little bit more the, some of the details are, are a little bit more difficult to, uh, know about. And, you know, the truth is, is that's really true with anything. You know, I like to tell my students that my physics majors, uh, not mine, they're not mine, pardon me, our physics majors, the physics majors at Agnes here at the college, the Scotties, at the Scotties that, you know learning physics is just kind of a series of learning that what you learned before isn't quite true. It's almost true. And there's a truer, deeper way of looking at things. Wow. That is, is not only more accurate, but covers more ground, Hmm. but you can't just start them with string theory. Right. I mean, (laughs) you got to start with something that Hmm. they have an intuition about. So this is kind of what it's like for any subject. You mentioned history, right? You know, you you read these sentences in your in your sophomore level history book, and then you start digging into it, and you're like, "Wow, you know, it's this is really a lot more going on than what I thought, and it's not quite as clear cut as I thought." Right. You know, the more you look at things, the 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 more interesting they get.
0: Yeah, and I guess you do, uh, as you said, you you don't always have proof. You have right. uh, a series of people Personally, you trust. You don't have proof yeah. yourself. Yes. It. Like, like when my mom said she loved me, and then I said, Well, there's no proof. And then she said, Well, I was just have to believe people that tell you things, you know, like that. That's uh, not true. It's not, exactly like that. Not that's not true. My mom was very, very, very much in love with me um, uh, to a, you know, possessive level. No, that's not true either. Uh, so, and uh, so Carolyn on Facebook says, Well, isn't that basically why we call it a theory? as opposed to something else. But I don't think that's right. I don't think it's like right. something gets theory category if we're unsure. Can you, t- in science, yeah, this, especially this in your, those, your fields of science, can you talk a bit about how this that is word one gets used?
1: This is one of those places where the way words are used by scientists is different than the way it's used by the non, non-scientists. Um, there's all kinds of examples of this in physics alone where right. we use words in a certain way that mean certain things that don't... The the, the, the non-physicist would use the same word it mean something different. Um, and that's probably true for any field. But theory in science is the highest level of of certainty that we have.
0: Well, wow, look at this. I've never heard this little inverted uh, yeah. pyramid you've got. All right.
1: Yeah, yeah. So a theory is like... You know, putting a crown on an idea. It's like, this is a great, solid idea. You know, this is not something Hmm. that we've just kind of, it's not speculation. It doesn't mean speculation. It means this is the most well, it's sort of the highest status of, of.
0: How do you like that? What's, what's just below that? What's sort of the, the freshman level of, uh, (laughs) of that, that you wouldn't need to spend your time Um, with? Like a a, a hypothesis,
1: yeah, a conjecture,
0: conjecture, a that hypothesis. That's a term.
1: That's a, a term for mathematics uh, for okay. something that it seems highly probable, but it's not been proven. Uh, as a conjecture is a good word.
0: So when people are talking about ideas, or they've got a, a hypothesis about something, or they want to test something, they're they're not in science. They're not calling that a theory. They're not like, hey, I got a theory for this. Right. You're saying no. They hold off on that until they have enough structure and evidence right. and right. argument that it reaches right. the level of a theory. Where in right. popular right. language, we're like, "I'm not sure what happened, but I got a theory about exactly. this." Exactly, it's not that way. It's the opposite. We don't
1: we don't call it a theory until huh. until well, it's been like it, it's been supported. Yeah, that and that's a really important distinction. Um, so when we say the th- you know we say the theory of evolution, the th- big bang theory in the same way that we would say the theory of gravity.
0: Yeah. things that aren't uh, true that we just keep saying to each other to control the minds of the week
1: or or Newton's theory (laughs) of gravity, which is, which is obviously something that we all experience every day and which is very simple, relatively straightforward because we all have an experience of it. Uh, the theory Newtonian, Newtonian gravity and the theory of big bang. I mean, they're both
0: the same Ah, level. Well, very helpful. Well, Carolyn, thank you for your comment there. Uh that was that was helpful for me at least to get a little, little clarity on that one. All right. Hey, Paul, let's uh let's let's shift gears here uh for a second. I shared with you this this headline. The moon is drifting away from the earth and making days longer, new study finds. There was another article about this same thing that said the earth is moving away f- or the moon is moving away from the earth, and we're starting to see the impacts or something, like real, real clickbait. Kind of wow. Thing.
1: Really? That, that isn't, that is clickbait.
0: Yeah, yeah it was great. Because, and then I read it and it was the same, basically the same story as this under a different, right. under a different headline. And the argument here is that the earth is slowing in its rotation because of the impact of the moon, which I know you've walked me through this a lot, but I got to tell you, it still really wigs me out <laughs> that little bitty thing compared to And like, you know, that the little the little speck out there is bossing around the spin of the Earth. Yep, so it has just, been
1: for hundreds of millions of years.
0: So just you know, when you share this theory with me, just be gentle again. But apparently, it's moving away, and so things are getting slower by like two hundred thousand, like every two hundred thousand years, there's a few seconds or minute. But they yeah, think every- that back early days, days on the on the Earth were eighteen hours when the moon was yeah. closer.
1: Absolutely, yeah we have we have really good evidence of that.
0: Um, but some reason this has reached news status literally this morning. Yeah, in the, I'm not in my sure news what feed.
1: the why this is making because uh, I can't I haven't read the article. I don't know why it's making. Well, here's what I can tell you: uh, the discovery that the moon is drifting away is not new, and okay. that the days are getting longer. That is not new. Okay. There might be something new about that that's been discovered, but the very fact of the Earth slowing down its rotation has been known for a long time, and it's been known that the moon is responsible for it.
0: And we've been talking about that on the radio show previous to this, this podcast. We've been talking about that for yes. a long time. So my theory is that some editor at, you know, some science journal watches the podcast and listens to it. And was like, hey, did you know that the earth is, <laughs> is slowing in its rotation? Yeah. That's why. It's, yeah. it's just, we're, we're it's just awesome. in a circle. Awesome. They, they heard you talking yeah, about yeah. it. Uh, okay. But it is fascinating to people because one of the things that feels like it's settled is how many days there are in a year, yeah. how many hours there are in a day, how many minutes there are in an hour, how many seconds there are, how many nanoseconds. That feels like math to people and we really want our math to be settled, right? So it's like, it's, that's one of the givens. So I think what well, taps into is, someone as an article is, what? Oh, come on. I mean. It is
1: it is settled, but it's, it's settled on a lot larger scale than we're used to thinking about it. It's because what I'm trying to say is that the length of the day is changing, but we know how fast it's changing. Okay. In other words, it's not like, but yes, your point is that all of a sudden, uh, things are not as as they seem. That that you know, uh, the days are not constant length anymore, and uh, that's true. About a hundred years ago, here's the rate. The rate is about one millisecond per day. The days get longer by one millisecond every century.
0: One second every century, because one millisecond.
1: One one, one millisecond. The days become. So what's today? September seventh, nineteen twenty three was one millisecond longer than today.
0: Oh. Well you use these woke terms like milliseconds.
1: Shorter shorter than today, but the change. Yeah.
0: Yeah, shorter. Today's today's a little longer. We have we have a millisecond more than than your great grandparents had. So spend spend that time wisely. I was going to make a joke about you using uh, the metric system in milliseconds as sort of a sign of your wokeness. And I just couldn't listen listen to it, your European scientific uh, uh, freedom-hating language anymore. Uh, uh, So one millisecond, which is not very much, but I guess over a billion years— all Three billion up. years, four billion. <laughs> like really a penny saved is a penny earned. It's going to all yeah. add up someday. Yeah, that's yeah. that's. Uh, uh, and so the, it, okay, just oh. walk us through again then. How, in the name of all things spinning, what does the moon have to do with how fast the Earth is is rotating? Um, has to do
1: with okay, so the. The tides it has to do with the tides. Oh, good lord!
0: Okay, the tides. All right. <laughs> yeah. hey, re- remember when Bill O'Reilly said the tides they come in, they go out. How, we don't even know how. And I, people were like, I, "I do remember
1: that." I remember oh, thinking, "Oh no, we uh, know how." <laughs> I, I, I think. I, I think we know. I think we know how that happens. Uh, so, if you could look at the Earth from like above the North Pole, you would see. It's flat. If you could, it, yeah. It, it would look around, right? Cause you're looking okay. right down there, but it, it would actually wouldn't be quite round. It'd be bulged a little bit. Okay. A little bit because the water is deeper. Yeah.
0: Like, the, the, hips, like the, the hips, like the hips on a 57 year old man yeah. running a podcast. Yep. Yeah. I know what you're saying. And
1: basically uh, I could show you the math, but the uh, I'm trying to simplify this as much as possible. Please. The moon basically puts a, Puts a torque on the earth you know a torque is is something that, that mm-hmm. creates a twist
0: mm-hmm. okay
1: and it puts a torque on the earth because of that bulge in the tides the tides interacting with
0: the moon the water in the oceans bu- yes is sloshing around and that's what's making yes. the earth spin
1: no that's what's that's what's making the earth slow down basically the put it this way the oh, here's the simplest way to put it. it the tides cr- the tidal bulges create friction produce friction and slow the earth's rotation down.
0: Okay. What's causing the earth to spin in the first place? If the moon's effect on the tides and the water is creating friction to slow it down. What
1: What caused the earth Earth to rotate in the first place? Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if that's a laugh of that's the question of a freshman or that's a, (laughs) that's a bedazzling question. I'm not (laughs) not sure. (laughs) let
1: let's table that for a minute. Because okay, that, that's going to get us down a whole different. But oh. let me just say that everything all the planets okay. are rotating, all the galaxies yeah. are rotating, the sun's rotating,
0: everything's um, rotating,
1: everything's rotating. Yes, okay? and the Earth is just along for the same ride as everything else. But that's okay. a whole different question. But the point is, is that the moon is applying a torque to the Earth and slowing it down. Basically, it's 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 friction between the tidal bulges and the Earth.
0: So the speed happen- of everything that's Okay. You, you finished that.
1: When you're at the beach yes. and you're there for a few days and you see the tides come in and out.
0: Mm-hmm. And not the oh, waves. Now we're not talking about the waves. You're talking right. about the, the level right. which which right. how the high waves. up on the sand you the water goes. Go
1: you, go you go out in the morning and the beach is very narrow because the water's high up on the beach. And then you go out in the afternoon and the beach is very wide because the water has been drawn out. Okay. Okay. When the water is high, okay um, what has happened is is the tidal bulges on the earth remain more or less fixed and the earth rotates under them you are rotating through the tidal bulges when that happens they're not coming to you you're coming to them you're you on the beach are actually moving through the deep water and then through the shallow water as the earth rotates underneath you
0: the earth is sitting still are the water sitting still and the
1: approximately think Holy of it as, 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 as the water, the, the deep parts of the ocean and the shallow parts are staying still and you are, and the earth is rotating you through those bulges, through those deep parts and shallow parts.
0: Holy moly. That
1: creates a friction on the earth's rotation. It's got to rotate itself, push through those deep parts and those okay. shallow parts alternatively. And that slows the rotation down. That's the simplest way I can put it.
0: Okay, that's a great answer, and that is blowing my mind. That the water is not moving, the land is moving.
1: Right, right. The land is moving, and the deep parts of the water are staying still. On I don't. Shallow I, part d-
0: I just there. realized I don't know anything. I just. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I would love to see comments from people who are like, "Yeah, Doug. Everyone knows that's how that's how that works."
1: <laughs> no, no. Uh, most people uh, don't know that. All right.
0: It's, so, pl- so things like. Mars, other planets that are spinning that don't have water mm-hmm. in liquid form, mm-hmm. th- they're they're rotating at the same speed? Nothing's slowing them down? There's no friction? If there
1: is friction with them, it is far less. It is mm. far less than... And, and Mars, not really, because there's no moon strong enough to really affect its... Okay. It's because... What happens with the ball with with the water happens a little bit with the Earth as well. The the motion of the the presence of the Moon actually distorts the shape of the Earth itself a little bit too. Um,
0: so when very, the Moon very, is very closer global. to the Earth, it it was a billion years ago, two billion years ago, no, billion and a half years. How, how long has the Moon been around? Oh, their Moon uh,
1: uh, just slightly shorter time than the Earth, so approximately the same. Which is. Four point three billion.
0: Four point three years. is the new number. Okay, so a billion years ago, <laughs> new number. Oh, I know that those not You know, people. Were. So, yeah. so, so a billion years ago, the 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 moon was closer. Yeah. And the tides were greater. All greater. And yeah, they were. More but also, strange. the land masses were different. Like everything, the all the t- oh yeah. platonic pluton- shifts and yeah. Yeah. I mean the lands everything. A billion years ago. Some land was underwater; like it was a totally different story. Right, right. So calculating that was, must be tough because
1: yeah, it's it's it, and the further back in time you go with the continental you know yeah. drift, the plate tectonics, the less certain we are.
0: Wow. Well, we're just but we're just, but
1: another aspect of this I wanted to mention is that that you actually mentioned there is that the moon as this happens the moon is actually drifting further away.
0: Why is that happening? Months.
1: Um, because the same torque is slowing it down in its orbit, oh, and as it slows down, it drifts. That's the net.
0: What's the, slowing it down? It doesn't have those big tidal. It's the same.
1: Bulges. It's the same. It, it's the same. Basically, tidal bulge of the Earth that provides a torque on it. It, it, we're, it, torquing it produces, we're, we're torquing each other. We're torquing each other. Exactly, uh. and so it's drifting away at about two centimeters per year.
0: Okay, two centimeters.
1: Yeah, which is about as fast as your fingernails grow.
0: Is that why—and we're going to have a little story about uh, uh, other nations sending—nations other than the United States sending rockets to the moon. Russia just tried to send one, and it crashed. They had the wrong (laughs) coordinates or something. I'm not sure how that happens. Um, But does— is that have anything to do with what we know or don't know about the moon or landing no, rockets there or
1: no, no. Cause okay. the drift is so enough. slow when the Apollo uh, astronauts landed up there on the moon, they put these little uh, reflecting mirrors up there and we can bounce light off of these things and, and get the distance to the moon like to within the fraction of a centimeter. I mean, to these, or to these hmm. plates at least. Huh. And so, you know, we suspected it was happening already, we had evidence on Earth that that the day's length were changing and the moon was drifting away, but that confirmed it.
0: And those and mirrors so, are yeah. still there? Are they still reading those oh, yeah. mirrors?
1: Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Boy, those things there's last? Not, there's,
1: there's, 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 there's no wind or erosion or anything like that up there. So they're perfectly as good as they were when they dropped them down there.
0: Yeah. Pretty great. All right. Hey, a couple more things uh, about the moon. Um, Japan, 12, 14 hours ago, something like that, launched a new rocket to the moon and to unleash a uh, X-ray satellite. Yep. Pay attention to things happening. Japan is big, big into this. And as it turns out, that's not right. And as it turns out, Indonesia, or I'm, I'm trying to get the right. You'll get it. I'm trying to get my right picture. Uh, and Indonesia has launched a rocket to the moon and a mission to study the sun like They're going to go sit between the Earth and the Sun, someplace in some yeah. quadrant up there, and yeah. study it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know the name of it, named after <laughs> na- named after an Italian sky observer, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, but I think it's pretty great that India and Japan are really taking the lead on these on, on these these endeavors. Yeah. Do, does it yeah. seem, seem that way to you as well?
1: Yeah, it's really it's, it's really something. They're uh, joining the club with uh, with us and Russia yeah. and China and yeah.
0: Yeah, and, pretty like, cool. Indonesia dropped one on the south side of the moon or something, and, like, they're seeing things that other people aren't. And they picked up an earthquake—not an earthquake. They picked up movement, a shake. Uh, a moon
1: a moonquake.
0: Was it from our torque? Did we over-torque them and cause a— uh,
1: <laughs> no, no, that'd be cool, A, tor- no. <laughs> a, tor- a
0: torque quake? Uh, no, that's not yeah, a Yeah,
1: apparently they did. I, I, I saw that. Uh, they had picked up a little bit of uh, seismic activity on the moon.
0: Yeah, and apparently they were pretty— uh, pretty excited about it. Um, like, Hey, we, we've, we've picked up something that other people haven't, uh, haven't seen before. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, well landing, you know, in different location, like the South pole, you, you learn all, you know, you're opening yourself up to learning all kinds of new things. That, yeah. Cause that's, you know, that's hardly been explored at all down there.
0: Yeah. Did, did I say Indonesia? I did you not, did. Mean, I did not mean, thank you. Thank you, uh, Bob. And thank you for not correcting me in front of the, in front of the kids, Paul. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, India, not Indonesia. India, uh, India compasses. Not, not that Indonesia, you know, couldn't if they set their minds to it. I'm quite quite sure it's not a Do you know, what I, you know what I read registered. this week? I hadn't done it. I read
1: that India might change its name. Did you see that? No. Yes. There's this, some, some bill has come up and it looks like it, it could actually, it might actually pass. They might actually change the name of India.
0: Okay. Two, Can you imagine Yes. I can't remember. Oh,
1: Bhutan. Oh, something I can't okay. remember. But huh. it's going to be completely earth shattering, and nobody's. You know, it's going to take a hundred years for that to.
0: <laughs> yeah, to, to take a while for
1: people to change. Like a whole generation needs to be born. You know.
0: Huh. Yeah, uh, it's y- is saying that it might have to do with Hindu nationalist leadership in, uh, in India. Oh. Which might oh. be maybe that maybe there's an identity thing that they're trying to get to. Uh, hey, and this so. is a big. This is a big month for stargazers and for moon watchers. This is a big moon month. There's like blue moons and special yeah. moons and harvest moons and a, and an eclipse.
1: There's an eclipse coming up next month.
0: By yeah. the way, we should remind these good people watching because if anybody's paying attention to this at this point, they're 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 key for joining us. Next, a, <laughs> this next,
1: is our <laughs> our core audience here.
0: Next April in Texas, because there's going to be a solar eclipse. That is, as Paul. Partially experienced or did experience uh, a year year ago or so, Uh, 2017. Um, uh, And these are meant to be sort of once in a lifetime experiences, but you live long enough and you might get two. Um, We're going to go to Paul and I and a whole gaggle are going to go to the places in Texas where we should watch this solar eclipse, April fourth or fourteenth or eighth, eighth. Can't so, remember. It's something like that so be on our it's, Vote Common good email list go to votecommongood.com. be sure you get on the email list because we're gonna be sending out information about all that we'll say it on here too but you just never know well wow, this is gonna go it's uh, gonna be awesome yeah we're gonna we're gonna go watch that eclipse but in the meantime you can pick up a lunar eclipse over the uh over the month of september it's a big big month for Perfect. for watching the moon
1: yep it is big yeah we got the, we had the blue moon in in, in august-hmm now We're gonna have a lunar eclipse and then we're gonna have a solar eclipse uh, next month not total but
0: she just stole my joke it's gonna say and then we're gonna have a total eclipse of the heart and it's just really gonna be oh. and there's no doubt that we're gonna be playing that song in the in the road trip that takes us to the <laughs> deserts outside of San Antonio, Texas to watch that solar eclipse So come with us uh, people we'd love to see because it's gonna be transformative.
1: Uh, and you've never seen one, is that correct, Doug? No. Total no I oh, I can't wait to be watch you. I'm gonna be watching you as much. I'm gonna be watching the
0: really okay. The
1: sun. Oh yeah. God, yeah. It would You're be puppy dog
0: it. in that thing, yeah, yeah, just panting and bouncing around, staring at the sky.
1: I don't. I don't want to, um, you know, gas it up too much. I just let you just experience it.
0: Thank you. All right, hey, hey Paul. Uh, we know you have a lot to do. You're back in classes. Are you teaching the yep. teaching the students today?
1: I'm teaching this afternoon.
0: What's, yeah, what's on, yeah. what's on the docket? What's on, what's on the, uh, on the syllabus uh, lecture? Do you even yeah, know, or do you just pull out a folder out oh, of the no, fo- no, folder file? No,
1: I know. I, this is a class I really got to prepare for. Uh, it's conservation of energy.
0: Okay. You have to prepare for it cause you got real sharp students and they're not going to tolerate your, you know, not being on your sharpest <laughs> game. Well, that kind of thing. I'll tell
1: you, I, I tell you the thing is that, is that I have to prepare for one reason. It's an upper level course. I only teach it once every two years. Um, but also because I don't want there to be any question in my mind about the material. I can't, I can't, the, the material has to be completely transparent to me in order to teach it because teaching is not about me knowing the material it's about me communicating it, Yeah. which is a different level. You know what I mean? Totally. So I, I need, to, I need to have it like totally cold uh, in order to teach it effectively.
0: Yeah. You can't be saying things like, well, P- some people say this, some people say that, Yeah, you're not, isn't it? It's not, yeah. 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 And no, that's con- not to
1: say that I understand all of it, but I need to, I need to have it in my pocket as, as much as I can.
0: Do you, are you going to have to brief up on conservation of energy before uh, the afternoon session or you feel like, well, nah, I got-
1: uh, yeah, I'm going to have to do run through a little bit of, uh, a little bit of math. Um, because the way we're doing it is, is diff If I was teaching this to like 100 level students, like 100 level class, I wouldn't need to brush up on it, but at the higher levels it brings uh. in more and it's a little more subtle. So I need, I need to brush up on it. I don't just have it. I just don't walk around with this in my head all the
0: time. Are you going to, are you going to write it like on a blackboard or a whiteboard? Oh, you, yeah. I'll oh, take a picture of that and send it. Would you? I'd love to okay, yeah. share that with people. I mean, that kind of stuff. Cause yeah. I saw Oppenheimer. I know how this works. I know when people <laughs> write, I know when people write on the boards.
1: I uh, do teach one class with an actual slate board and, and chalk. And that's my preference. I love it. I got this nice set of colored chalk and.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's what I like. yeah, yeah. We got the sound sport. it's tactile, all that stuff. Right. It's not clean and smooth and. Right. Yeah. I like
1: a mess on my, all of my clothes. Yeah. It's great.
0: Yeah, your hair's all wild at the end of it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. You're just yelling, who knows <laughs> at the end of chalk on your fingers. I don't want to see that. Yeah. Send a picture sure. of that, too, if that were to happen. All right, oh, well, yeah, I, well thanks, sure. thanks, Paul, for being part of this today. Uh, sorry for all the weeks of me not having Thursdays available. Oh, it's uh, all right. Appreciate that. Uh, thanks, Jim and Yabitz, uh, Kimberly, Bob, uh, Jody, or Jordl, uh, Carolyn, Mike, all of you that uh, were willing to to write your words here. We appreciate that a lot. And, uh, this comes in an audio version. And of course these video versions, if you're watching on Facebook, want to share with a friend that's not on Facebook, we do this on YouTube. It goes on YouTube. So you can share from there. All right, Paul, thanks. See ya. Sure. Thanks a lot, Doug. Bye. Excellent. All right. That was a great day.
1: Yep. That was good.
0: Okay. Well, enjoy.
1: I will. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks.
0: Okay. Bye.